0: It's 4 o'clock and time for the Calvary Live Show, taking your calls and questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus. The number to call is 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now.
1: Welcome to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Eric Cartier in Colorado Springs. Thank you so much for joining me. It's a pleasure to have you along with us. This is a live call-in show purpose is for you to be able to call in with your questions about God's word or also things that are going on in your life. The number is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Also, you can send me a text at 720-336-0897. Also, I'd like to welcome our listeners on the East Coast in Pennsylvania and Maryland in New Jersey listening on Hope FM. Thank you guys for tuning in uh, as well. Today I was reminded about the fact that in this life there's going to be trials, there's going to be tragedy, there's going to be loss, death, and and difficulty. And Jesus said in John 16 verse 33, it says, "These things I've spoken to you, that you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer; I have overcome the world." So Jesus promised us that in this life we would have tribulation, that we would have trials and difficulties, but to be of good cheer. God has overcome uh, the world. He's the one that has conquered sin and death upon the grave. So maybe your furnace is broken down, your car is broken down. You've just experienced the loss of a loved one, the loss of, of a friend. To realize that Christ has conquered this life, and he's given us an eternal hope and eternal home. So be of good cheer. Jesus has overcome the world, and I'm so thankful for that. Maybe you're going through some discouragement today and you're in a place where you're saying, I need prayer. I've got a question about this section of scripture. Feel free to pick up the phone 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000, or send a text at 720-336-0897. I do have a prayer request. Uh, We have our junior high retreat uh, this weekend, so we have a bunch of junior hires that are headed up in the mountains to seek the Lord. So if you would lift them up in prayer and ask that God would minister to them, we would really appreciate that. Uh, We know what a battle there is on uh, young people. And so we would just covet your prayers as they go to seek the Lord together. Once again, you're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier in Colorado Springs. We are live in studio today, ready to take your phone calls. The number is 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000, or you can send a text at 720-336-0897. The text come right to me, and then I'll be able to answer uh, your question from there. So I'd like to start today's show with prayer and asking that God would, would bless our time together. Father, we thank you for your grace. We thank you for your mercy. Jesus, we thank you for your words uh, that you've spoken to us, that we would have that we wouldn't be surprised or stumbled by trial and tribulation and death and loss, but that we would be of good cheer because you've overcome the world. And God, I know that there's many that are, are going through hard times right now, and I pray that you administer your hope, your comfort, that you would place eternity upon our hearts, Lord, upon our ears, upon our eyes, that we would, we would be focused upon you. So we pray you'd bless today's show, pray you'd bless our junior hires that head up to a retreat, uh, this weekend. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's go to line one to Jerry. Jerry, welcome to the program. Huh? Hello, welcome
2: hello? to the program. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, I didn't hear the question. Hello? Uh,
1: hello, can you hear me?
2: Yeah, I can hear you perfectly. Can you hear me?
1: Yeah, I sure can.
2: Oh, good. <laughs> uh, I didn't hear the question all the way, though. What did you just say?
1: Oh, I just said, uh, how are you?
2: Um, I'm, I'm, I'm good, I guess. I mean, I, you know, I I can talk to people while on the phone and talk about my Lord Jesus. I guess I'm doing really well.
1: <laughs> awesome.
2: Oh, how <laughs> cool. I didn't know anything I, uh... I turned the radio down so I could hear you, and then all of a sudden I heard something in the background. That was you on the radio. Oh, my Lord. I didn't call to hear myself on the radio, but it's just, I don't know. I just wanted to call and touch base with somebody out here and stuff. And uh, wow, this is wonderful. Praise God, man. I love my Father Jesus, and I want to do the best I can for him. You know, he did. You did so much for me, you know? And,
1: yeah. Is there wow. anything I can I'm pray sorry. for you? Huh? Is there anything I can pray for you about today, Jerry?
2: Well, I just maybe... I don't want to sound self or anything, but I would like to get me my two dogs out of my truck. <laughs> We've been in my truck right. for a long time. I'm not going to go into specifics, but, you know, just to change a lot. And you know what? I... I I feel I feel I feel stupid now because it's like I'm. Well, I just I just I just want prayer so that things will eventually get better and better and strength. I mean, I I want to get stronger in the Word of God. That's mainly what I want to pray about. Is that I can follow Him and it's you know His Word and live life for Him. And if I have to, I mean. One and a half, I will die for him. I'm just so glad that I'm touching base with you guys and stuff, but I just want to let everybody know, hey, Jesus is for real. Right. uh, Jerry, I'm I'm glad you called. I'm touched already. I'm so happy.
1: Let me pray for you, okay? And that's that's a big deal to get out of your truck and have a home to live in. so, So let me pray for you, okay? Yeah. God, thank you so much for Jerry, and I just lift him up to you, God. And Lord, as he and his dogs are living in this truck, Lord, I pray that you comfort him and provide for him and give him wisdom and minister oh, to God. his heart. Give him those next steps that he, he needs to take. So, Lord, I thank you for the Holy Spirit that lives inside of him. I pray you comfort him and minister your love to him. In Jesus' name. Amen.
2: Come oh, my.
1: Oh, my Lord. Well, God bless you, Jerry. Thanks for calling. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. You're Listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. I'm blessed to have you along with me. The number is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. We do have all of our lines open. Also, you can send me a text at 720-336-0897. Maybe you've got a, a question about a certain section of Scripture or uh, things that are going on in your life love to be able to talk with you about that. So, once again, we're live today 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. All of our lines are open, and so we would welcome you to be able to call in with things that are on your heart, and things that are on uh, your mind. We want to give a shout out to all of our listeners on the East Coast, Pennsylvania, Maryland, New Jersey. Welcome. If you've got a question today and you'd like to call in, we would invite you to uh, be able to come in and uh, give us a call. So 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. All of our lines are open, and also the text line is open. You have text questions that you'd like to send in. One of the text questions that reads says, Why did the Protestant Reformation happen only 500 years ago? Why did God wait until then to uh, inspire it? You know, I think of in Isaiah where God says that his ways are not our ways. They're higher than ours. And so God has his divine timetable. He does things in the the exact moment that he desires. And many times he's waiting for the hearts and the minds uh, of people to be ready and to be prepared. To receive His work, so I would say, more the reason why God's work carried was on the heart condition of man, and not on the others. So, thanks again uh, for listening today. I know we're having some uh, technical difficulties, so we're we're trying to uh, get that rectified. And so please uh, stay with us. We are live uh, in the studio today, and uh, we are working on uh, technical difficulties and. Trying to get things uh, worked out. So uh, please stay listening. Our lines are open. It's 303 690 3000. And also, you can send in a text question as well. I know many of you have uh, texted us to let us know that we are uh, uh, having a technical difficulties. So thank you for sharing that with us. And we are working on it and uh, trying to get things going in a, in a, in a greater uh, way. Once again, the number is 303-690-3000. Lines are open. Uh, Let's go to line two to Desiree and Thornton. Welcome to the program.
3: Hi, how are you doing today?
1: Good, how are you?
3: I'm doing great, thank you. Um, My question was, when our Lord Jesus got baptized, is that when heavens was open? the heavens opened, Because I know there's Abraham's bosom. Did Abraham's bosoms close and the heavens were open?
1: Let me uh, find that section of Scripture for you when uh, Christ was baptized. Um, And so we find his baptism in Matthew 3, verse 13. It says, Then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. And John tried to prevent him, saying, I need to baptize by you, and you are coming to me. But Jesus answered and said, Permit it not to be so, for thus is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. And it says, When he'd been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove, alighting upon him. So so at the baptism of Christ, the, the heavens did open, And the Spirit descended upon Christ like like a a dove. And then the second thing you were referring to, Abraham's bosom or paradise, uh, wasn't opened up until after the death and resurrection of Christ. Those Old Testament believers uh, weren't able to go be in God's presence until Jesus had paid the price for their sins.
2: Oh,
3: okay. So then... Everybody crossed over once Jesus was crucified and went to heaven. Oh, okay, those
1: those that were looking forward to a coming Savior, a coming Messiah.
3: Oh, that's that's so beautiful. And I got one more question to ask. Okay, as we pass away, would are we like? Because in the Bible it says, "Out of the body, present with the Lord." Uh huh. Okay, but then there's parts of, I don't know what scripture it is, but it says that we would be at rest until judgment day. So maybe I, I I got it confused.
1: Yeah, so let me try to explain that the best that I can. As we do know from scripture, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Then also in 1 Corinthians 15 and in 1 Thessalonians 4 and 5, it talks about at Christ's second coming, at the rapture of the church, the dead in Christ rise first. And so it's at that moment that uh, we receive our glorified bodies. So our spirit goes home to be with the Lord the moment that we die, but we don't receive our glorified bodies until uh, the rapture of the church, until uh, Christ's coming. Does that make sense?
3: Oh, yes, yes, yes. Oh, wow, you learn something new every day.
2: Well, God bless you, Desiree. Thornton.
3: I got to find a Calvary out here. I was going to Inglewood. I was going to that church, okay. but now that I live in Thornton, I got to find something closer.
1: Well, there's some good Calvary chapels by you. Um, so if you have internet access uh, and you and you look up uh, Calvary chapels in Thornton, you should find some good churches there.
3: Oh, I got to do that. And can okay. I ask you for one more thing, Kate? You said sure. prayer? Yeah. For me and my husband, um, when we fight, he has such an ugly mouth. But I'm controlling myself now. Before I used to fight back ugly, and now I'm not doing that. I love Jesus so much, and I want to live for Him. So I control my anger, and I just stay quiet.
2: Okay,
3: he, well, that's he good. Talks well, let, me... Really bad.
1: let me, Okay, well, let me pray for you in that that God would fill you with his spirit afresh. So let's pray together. Father, I thank you for Desiree, and I thank you for her calling in and what you're doing in her life. And God, I pray that you would do a work of restoration in her marriage, God, that you would uh, work in their hearts. I pray for her husband, that he would speak kindly to his wife and value his wife. I pray you would reveal yourself afresh, Lord, to her husband. God, that you would give Desiree a Lord, the strength to be able to respond with kindness when her husband's angry or to remain silent as you were were silent, Jesus, when you were being mistreated. So I thank you for Desiree. I pray she would feel your love and your encouragement today. In Jesus' name, amen.
2: Amen.
3: Thank you. You have a wonderful weekend. And um, may the Lord bless you in every way.
1: God bless you, too. Bye-bye.
3: Thank you. Bye-bye.
1: You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric. The number is 303-690-3000, or you can send a text at 720-336-0897. Let's go to line one to Barbara from Baltimore. Barbara, welcome to the program.
4: Hi, thanks for taking my call. I'm so excited this evening.
3: Um, I was saved this summer, and about a month later, my teenage daughter— She decided that she wanted to um, get baptized, and she Mm. is now saved. And a month after that, my 13-year-old son said he wanted to join us because he loves Jesus and he needs to be saved. This weekend, Mm. the three of us are all going to be baptized.
5: Wow, praise God,
3: Barbara. That's awesome. I'm so excited for your program because I really am hoping that every listener will help pray for us. My husband Mm. is somebody who has not has gotten his heart right now that he did in the past. And he says he's okay. not joining us this weekend. And I really mm-hmm. just want him to show up and be present mm-hmm. and with us this this wonderful thing that's happening to the family. So please can you pray for us that my husband would Absolutely. show up and thank you.
1: Yeah. Father I just thank you for Barbara. I thank you for what you've done in her life to to bring her to salvation, Lord, and her daughter and son and what an awesome thing that the three of them are getting baptized this weekend. I just pray that you would really bless them and pour out your spirit. And I pray that Barbara's husband would have a heart to go, that, that even though he's saying he's not going to go, that you'd soften his heart. He'd come and that, Holy Spirit, you would touch his heart and that he too uh, would be right with you and be in saving relationship with you. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your work of redemption in our lives. And we love you in Jesus' name.
3: Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Pastor. And I thank you, everyone at
1: Calvary Church. Well, God bless you, Barbara. We're really excited for you, and we'll be praying for you this weekend, okay?
3: Thank you. Take
1: care. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. You're listening to Calvary Live. The number is 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000. Let's go to line three to Georgia from Pennsylvania. Georgia, welcome to the. To the program.
4: Hello, Pastor.
1: How are you today?
4: I'm pretty good. We have 70 degree weather here in Pennsylvania. It's really nice, so I'm outside. Oh man! <laughs>
1: wow, it's it's snowing here in Colorado, so
4: oh, we're a little no. jealous of you. <laughs> That's <laughs> oh, great. <dear. laughs> um, my question is in James chapter one, verse. For- 7 through 9, and emphasis on the double-minded man. Every time I read the Scripture, I get tripped up because I can't understand biblically what double-minded man means. i looked it up in the dictionary, and it means wavering, vacillating, but biblically, what does this mean? And it's also mentioned in chapter 4, verse 8 of Mm -hmm. James, and it says the double-minded man is unstable in all his ways, and um, that you have to purify yourself of being double-minded. So. Yeah. <laughs> That's my question. <laughs> so
1: in James 1 there, in verses 2 through 8, the context is uh, the trials that we go through and asking for God for wisdom uh, for to go through those trials. And then God's okay. ex- exhortation is that he will give us wisdom, but we have to trust it or believe it. So to be double-minded would to be to go back and forth or or change our opinion over whether we believe what he's telling us or not in regards to the wisdom that he's giving. So I think the best way that I can think to maybe describe being double-minded would be, you know, out here in Colorado, we have the Denver Broncos. You you guys have the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, in Pennsylvania. (laughs) And Uh if I waffled between what team I was rooting for, where – where one day I was a Broncos fan, the next day I was a Steelers fan, I would be double-minded. And sometimes okay. we do that with God's wisdom. You know, God clearly answers us from his word of what he wants us to do or what he says about himself, but we can waffle. We can go, well, today I believe it, but tomorrow I don't know if I believe it. So, so in essence, it's saying don't change your mind in regards to God's wisdom. Receive it, believe it, follow through with it.
4: Okay, um, in chapter 4 where it says, Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Grieve, mourn, and wail. Change your laughter in mourning and a joy to gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up. Does that mean simply that you just pray to God and ask him to help you not be double-minded?
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. You're interpreting that uh, okay. exactly correct. Yep. Okay. Lord, help me to okay. be single-minded. Help me not to right. doubt yeah. your promises. Yep, Okay, Absolutely. Okay.
4: Okay,
1: yeah. thank you very, very much. You're welcome. Thanks for listening out there in Pennsylvania, and enjoy your beautiful weather.
4: Uh-huh.
1: God bless you. Thank God, you. God bless you.
4: Bye-bye. Bye.
1: You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric in Colorado Springs. The number is 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text, 720-336-0897. Let's go to line one to Carrie in Castle Rock. Carrie, welcome to the program.
6: Thank you. I just had a question and um, was looking for some clarification about the Holy Spirit. It was my understanding that Jesus left his Holy Spirit with the people when he went back to heaven after the 40 days after his um, resurrection. Um, So in the Old Testament, is it clear to the people of the Old Testament that the Holy Spirit is to be obeyed, or are they just looking to... Uh, or expected to obey the law, like the Ten Commandments kind of law.
1: Yeah, the, there is a big change in the book of Acts and for us that are in the New Covenant, where it's a different relationship with the Holy Spirit, where the Holy Spirit actually lives within us. So in the, in the Old Testament, we see uh, the Holy Spirit uh, leading people, uh, coming upon people, strengthening people, but it wasn't that the Holy Spirit was living uh, inside of them. So there was the influence of the Holy Spirit, but it wasn't nearly as deep or nearly as, as personable because once Christ died for our sins and rose again, then the Holy Spirit, who is part of the Trinity, is God, could come and live, live inside of us. Um, and, and so really in the Old Testament, you have the law and trying to live up the law Mm-hmm. live up to the law without the power of God, the Holy Spirit living inside of you uh, to be able to fulfill it. And the purpose for that was to show us our need for Jesus, to, to show us that we couldn't uh, approach God through through our own works. Um, so in answer to your question, it is yes, that there is a big big difference between the role of the Holy Spirit from the Old Testament to the New Testament.
6: I thought so. Um yeah, that makes sense. Um, when you talk about the new covenant, where in Acts is that? Because I can't, I've never really heard it explained. Um, the new covenant says, or are we just referring to, um, you know, Jesus is here, he's our Messiah? Is that the new covenant?
1: So that teaching of the new covenant comes from Christ in the Gospels, uh, specifically when he was giving. The Last Supper and introducing uh, communion uh, to the disciples. Uh, he, he says, this is the body that was broken for you. This is the cup of my blood that was shed for you. And that's where he said, I, I'm bringing you into uh, the new new covenant. Um, so in Luke uh, chapter 22 um, is where we, we see that uh, taking place. And then that was fulfilled uh, when Christ died and rose again and experienced uh, in, in the book of Acts. So the okay. word covenant, it means contract. And so the old covenant is God's old contract with the nation of Israel, of how people were in right relationship with him. And then right. the new covenant is the new contract. Uh, and that's Luke 22, uh, verse, verse 20. It says, this okay. is the cup and the new covenant in my blood, uh, which I shed uh, for you. And it's also in Matthew twenty six twenty eight. 28. Um, so I'd say the New Covenant is introduced by Jesus at the very end of his life, right before his crucifixion, and then is experienced after his death and resurrection that we see in the Book of Acts and in the early Church.
6: Okay, so technically the Holy Spirit was, um, because of the Trinity, was uh, present in the Old Testament, but the people were held accountable for just the law, and then after the New Covenant and the new relationship, we're now held accountable to the Holy Spirit and the law.
1: Correct, and and we're held to the the law in the sense that we're not trying to keep the law in order to earn or deserve salvation. Right, right. But yeah, but not like for some as pe- in,
6: in the Old Testament, where you know they were clearly given, you know, the 10 commandments and this is what you need to follow.
1: Right. Yeah, we're we're desiring to live a holy life because God's forgiven our sins, not that we're trying to earn or deserve it. Yeah.
6: Correct. Yeah. Yep. Can't do anything to earn it or deserve it. I know that much. Yeah, that's right. It's so a I gift. think you really we,
1: uh, what's that? I think you are really on to something and it, I when I hear in the heart of your question is this curiosity about the role of the Holy Spirit in our lives, and, and what's awesome about it is He's a the Holy Spirit's able to do way more than the law ever could. Uh, right. And So through following the leading of the Holy Spirit, that's really where the fruit of God's love comes from in our lives, which is it's a huge blessing.
6: Right. So that's what comes into yeah. our heart, and that's how we're. Um followers of Christ, because we have the Holy Spirit within us once we accept um, that he died for our salvation. Yeah, yeah it's just yep. interesting. Me and my brother, my brother researches a ton. He's very into apologetics and stuff, and so we kind of go back and forth about the Holy Spirit and was it present, you know, in the Old Testament or not. And I never really um, was clear about that, so thank you so much. That makes a lot of sense. You, you
1: bet. God bless you, Carrie. Thanks for calling. Thank
6: you. Thanks. Bye.
1: Bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. It's great uh, to be able to talk with you today. We do have phone lines open. The number is 303-690-3000. You can also send me a text at 720-336-0897. Let's go to line two to Nathan. Nathan, welcome to the program.
7: Thanks so much for having me, Eric. I appreciate it. You bet. Um, So I just wanted to give a quick call. I recently started a dialogue with uh, a co-worker who's a Mormon, and we've kind of been going back and forth about some stuff. And uh, the most recent thing that's come up is he's just made the statement that, you know, the Bible isn't
4: complete,
7: and he uh, specifically that King James put in there whatever he wanted. And so I just kind of wanted suggestions about how to answer those questions about the Bible not being complete, and then any resources you might know of about, like, the canonization.
1: Yeah, a great resource uh, is a website called gotquestions.org, and they've got some great concise but detailed articles on the canonization uh, of Scripture. And I think as far as answering this question about the Bible compared to the Book of Mormon and and some of their arguments towards the Bible is what is when we really dig into it, the Bible held, holds up uh, extremely leaps and bounds better than the Book All of Mormon, right. uh, and and so I think a lot of times Mormons will say those things, um, and then when you there's some good research there uh, online uh, to see where the Book of Mormon's been changed, even over on some of their key doctrines. So. Hey uh, Nathan, can you stay with me and we'll come to you right after the break? Sure. So we're gonna head we're gonna head to a break. Stay with us and we'll be right back.
0: Welcome back to Calvary Live. Call us with your questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus right now at 303-690-3000.
1: Welcome back to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Eric Cartier. It's a real blessing that you are here with me and listening uh, today. We're going to go back to, to Nathan. Nathan, are you still with me? Nathan, are you there on line two? Do we still have you there? Oh, yeah, I'm here. So uh, Nathan, in re- yeah, you bet. Do you feel like you got an answer to your question? or?
7: Yeah, I mean, I figured I would need to take some time to just do some research. And uh, I know Pastor Ed in Aurora did a whole series on the, uh, maybe not a series, but he spent a Sunday on, um, you know, just the validity of the Bible and how much background there is. And I have some notes from that sermon um, but I guess I kind of do some comparison to the Book of Mormon as well.
1: Yeah, you know and there's the thing that the Mormons will often say is that uh, we we're, we have a partial uh, knowledge of the gospel from the Bible, but through the Book of Mormon and and their documents that we get a full picture of, of the gospel. And, and so that's where we really need to be careful that we Uh, let them know that the Bible can't be true and the Book of Mormon, because they'll try to claim both, but the Bible contradicts the Book of Mormon. Uh, You know, for example, in Ephesians 2, 8, and 9, it says that we're saved by grace through faith, not of works lest any man should boast. But then the Book of Mormon says that you're saved by grace after you've done all that you can do. Um, And so it's kind of this nice deceptive claim and I think a lot of them even believe it. Well, the Bible and the Book of Mormon are both God's Word, and they're in agreement with each other. And when you begin to uh, study them both, you realize, no, they, they are not in agreement, and in fact, the Book of Mormons in contradiction to, to the Word. Right, for sure. Yeah. Well can I pray for you and pray for this uh, friendship that you have and just pray that God would give you wisdom and direction?
7: Yeah, absolutely. I have. Um, I was actually able to lead one of my other co-workers to the Lord um, a few months back in the lunchroom, which is pretty awesome. So the Lord's just bringing more people for me to have conversations hmm. there. So prayer would be really wow, awesome. appreciated.
1: That's awesome, Nathan. Let's, let's pray. Father, thanks for Nathan. Thanks for how you're using him and open up doors. Thanks for allowing him to lead his co-worker to the Lord. And over this other co-worker that uh, is bringing up Mormonism, I, I pray that you would give Nathan, real wisdom, and we also ask that you would work in the heart of his co-worker uh, to bring him to a place of salvation and coming to know uh, the gospel as it is written in your word, and we love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, God bless you. It was great talking with you, Nathan.
7: Thank you, sir. Appreciate it.
1: Mm -hmm. Bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live. The number is 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text at 720-336-0897. Let's go to line one to Ben and Elizabeth. Ben, welcome to the program.
2: How you doing, Pastor Eric? Good. How are you? Fine. Thank you. I have my brother-in-law who were talking on the phone about a week ago and um, we start praying and then he... I brought up the uh, situation where he said if you're cremated that you don't get your new body. And I'm like, no, that's not true. But I didn't know exactly where it was in the Bible that, I mean, as a saint, and you get burnt in your house because your house caught on fire, that don't stop you from going to heaven. But I just don't know where to refer him to.
1: You know, the two passages of Scripture are 1 Corinthians 15 and also 1 Thessalonians 4. Um, 1 Corinthians 15 uh, says... Behold, I tell you a mystery, we shall not all sleep, but we shall be changed. In a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. Uh, so there's the promise of our glorified body. And there's no instruction in Scripture that says that that's conditional on how we're buried. So it's, it's not uh, determined by if we're buried traditionally or we're cremated us receiving a glorified body has to do with our faith in Christ. Uh, And so it's an unbiblical teaching to say, if you're cremated, you won't receive your your glorified body. And the physical process is the same. Whether you decompose in the ground or you decompose through cremation, uh, the end result is the same. What was that, 1
2: Corinthians 14? 1
1: Corinthians 50 verse 51
8: through 54. What was the
1: other one? 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. Chapter
2: 4. Thank you very much, Pastor Eric. I appreciate God. it.
1: God bless you, Ben. Have a great God bless night.
2: You too. Can you pray for me and my family?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I would love to. Father, thanks for Ben, and Lord, thanks for his relationship with his brother, and then talking about the things of God, and praying together, and, I just pray that you would bless Ben and use him in his family and encourage him, Lord, and, and really uh, allow his family just to continue to grow in you. We, we pray that for all of our families. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Pastor Eric. God bless you. God bless you, too. Okay. Have a beautiful day. Bye. You, too. You're listening to Calvary Live. The number is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Or you can send a text at 720-336-0897. Let's go to Eva in Georgia. Eva, welcome to the program.
9: Hi, how are you?
1: Good, how are you doing?
9: I'm good. Hello?
1: Hello? Can, can you yes. hear me okay? I can hear you. How, how are you doing today?
9: I'm good. How are you?
1: Good, good. What's on your mind? Um, um, my uh,
9: my question is, um, i I have all these opportunities to talk to people, and uh, and I do want to um, help wood souls and help disciple, but um, it, like d- just starting it is my hardest, my biggest thing. It, it's really hard um, to get up and just um, you know start talking to God uh, about people, and I have all these opportunities. I could be at work um, Mm -hmm. or just uh, anywhere, and, like, I have this, you know, wanting to want to speak to people about God, but I never um, get myself to actually doing it. Um, Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, there's a couple of great examples in Scripture, Uh, and first— is the power of the Holy Spirit, you know, and allowing the Holy Spirit to guide us and direct us and asking God for help in the moment of that conversation. But if you, if you do have a pen or a paper to write down a couple sections of Scripture, one is John chapter 4. Uh, in, in John 4 we see Jesus having a conversation with a Samaritan woman at the well and he first asked for a drink of water And Jesus then used that as a bridge to have a conversation with her and point her to living water. And a lot of times uh, in asking people questions, asking them how their day is going, how's your family doing, how how are you doing, that gives an opportunity to bring up what God is doing in our lives. And then the second section of Scripture that comes to mind is John chapter 9. And that is uh, a man was born blind and he was healed. And he gave account, he gave his testimony, he says, this one thing I know, I was blind, but now I see. And as we're talking to others about Christ, to be able to share what God's doing in our lives, um, and I would encourage you to, maybe you've already done this, is to, to just write down how you got saved, what was going on in your life, what your life was like before you came to know Christ as your Savior, and use that as your platform to be able to— uh, uh, share share with others or also share what God's currently uh, doing in your life but a testimony is a real natural way uh, to share God with others
9: yeah the thing is like um, I'm one I'm very timid when it comes to um, you know speaking to people and um, but how do I put this um, it when when I finally get time when When I do have that opportunity i I tend to doubt myself just like um sometimes say God is speaking to me um and I know that I know it's him, but then for some reason i I, I question okay, maybe that's not him or I make my uh, i convince myself that you know maybe God isn't really talking to me, and I'm just you know imagining it uh like mm-hmm. technically, I unqualify myself.
1: Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, yep. yeah. I think we all do that, and you know, a scripture comes to mind. Timothy felt that same way, and we find Paul writing to him, and he says, "God hasn't given you a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind." That's Second Timothy one seven. I think that would be a great verse to meditate upon, and in those moments to go, "God, I know that you don't want me living in fear, but you've given me that." The, the, the spirit of love and God wants us to reach out in that love. And I think all believers uh, face this and I'd love to pray for you and pray that God would give you courage in these moments. Okay.
9: All right. Thank you.
1: God, I thank you for Eva. I thank you for her calling in and God, I just pray that you, uh, she would know that you haven't given her the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind and that she could take that step of faith of following you. when she has these opportunities and, and she doesn't disqualify herself, and we thank you that we're not qualified in and of ourselves, Lord. It, it's your ability, it's you living in us, not not we ourselves. And so, God, would you would you bless her and encourage her, and thank you for her heart to want to share her faith with others. Pray, give her just huge open doors to do this in Jesus' name. Amen.
5: Thank
1: you. You bet. Well, God bless you. Thank you so much you're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier in Colorado Springs at Rocky Mountain Calvary. The number here is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000, or you can send a text at 720-336-0897. Let's go to line two to Bill in Westminster. Bill, welcome to the program.
0: Hey, Pastor. How you doing? Good. How are you? Good. Hey, um, I've been listening to you guys for a long time, Chuck Smith and Ral Reese and Skip Heidsick and Ed Taylor. And you, of course, I've been blessed to be able to be in a position where I can listen to that throughout the day. And just wanted to give you guys, number one, a a little note of encouragement. You guys just, I've learned so much from you guys. And for anybody that's out there, you guys just stick 100% with the Bible and what the Holy Word teaches. And you don't veer from that. And I just want to let you know you I appreciate it, and I've learned so much through you guys. And so I want to mm. say thank you, firstly.
1: Well, you're welcome. Praise the Lord. Thank, thanks for that encouragement, Bill.
0: You betcha. My next question is for you, Pastor, is given that, and I know better, you know, um, I, I also listen to Derek, David Jeremiah and John McCarthy, who are both very mm-hmm. well-educated, well-trained guys with PhDs. They really seem to know what they're talking about. Um, I was listening to a guy the other night, and I normally don't listen to TBN. I just kind of came across this guy, and his name is Doug Batchelor, or Bachelor, B-A-T-C-H-E-L-O-R. Have you ever heard of him? It's AmazingFacts.org.
1: I have not heard of him. Huh.
0: Okay. Well, he he started. He 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 recently got my attention. He was talking about the second coming. And, you know, his warning was to the people that were listening was to be very careful that um, there's a lot of false teachings out there um, in reference to the second coming of Christ and then the following the seven-year tribulation, which with all my heart and everything that I've studied and learned, that is true. Well, this guy was teaching that that is not true and that um, there is no seven-year tribulation, which I just can't understand how he got to that. Um, You can't read Scripture and not see that, I mean, Mm -hmm. between all the old books and Revelation and Thessalonians and all of that. Um, He was basically teaching that the second coming comes, all those people will be taken, and then the earth will melt with fervent heat and will be destroyed at that point. Um, My question was, is... um, I just want to find out if you've ever heard this teaching before or this guy um, before, because he just really seemed to be way off base.
1: Uh, you know, I I haven't heard this particular uh, teaching before, nor have I heard of this guy. Just while you were talking, I, I looked up his his website, and the teaching of the, the, excuse me, of the tribulation comes from Daniel chapter nine, okay. where we find the 70 weeks of of Daniel described in a prophecy. And each one of those weeks represents seven years. And we get that from the Hebrew word that's translated into the English word weeks. And so God fulfilled 69 weeks up until the death of Jesus Christ. And then that prophetic timetable was paused or stopped until the tribulation begins, which is that last seven-year period. Um, and then we very clearly in the book of Revelation see the tribulation where God's pouring out his wrath on a Christ-rejecting world.
0: Okay. So. Well, but, you know, it's just very interesting to me that there are guys like out there teaching and they've, they've, they've got an audience so large. And, um, but he, you know, he, he warned of false prophets and false teachers out there and when really he was one himself from what i understand and what right. i've learned yeah. and i mean it's pretty clearly laid out in the bible through all the books about what's going to happen and and the tribulation after the rapture and um you know israel coming back together as a nation in march 14th 1948 i mean i just don't understand how a guy like that can actually get on there and not and he seemed to be very intelligent
1: yeah you know but we do have to be really careful about false teachers and and do exactly what you're doing and always run it back through the word of god
0: bereans right
1: that's right yeah The
0: be a berean so but anyway i just want to know more so if you've ever heard this guy and i've never heard of him before and i've listened to a lot of guys over the years and uh so but anyway so again word of encouragement for you guys you i've learned a lot and christ is really using you guys and And you stick 100% to that Bible, and I'm just really grateful that I can hear good, solid teaching Mm. throughout the whole day, and it's just, I just want to tell you, thank you.
1: Mm. You're welcome. God bless you, Bill. Okay, and if I could
0: ask you to pray for me, and I'll let you go back to another caller. I have issues with my legs. I'm I'm slowly losing my ability to walk. Mm. You know, you've got a lot of people listening, and I know a lot of people would pray, so if you could pray for Mm -hmm. me for that issue, I'd really be grateful.
1: Absolutely. Let's... Pray for you and those listening. Please join us in prayer, Father. We thank you for Bill for his heart, for you for his heart, for your word. And Lord, as he is uh, going through issues with his legs and and losing the the mobility, we know that nothing's too difficult for you. And God, we just pray that you would touch his legs, if it's your will, that you he would heal his body, God, and he would make a full recovery. And Lord, if that's not the direction that you have it, if it's not your will, Lord, to to bring healing in that way, I pray that you would give him strength and grace and you'd comfort his heart and minister to him in a special way. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Amen. Thank you so much, Pastor, and you have a blessed day.
1: You too. Thanks for calling. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. The number is 303-690-3000. Looks like we have a, a Caller from New Jersey, Gene from New Jersey, welcome to the show. Are you there? Gene, do we have you there on line one? Looks like we lost our caller there.
5: Hello, I'm still
1: jump... here. Oh, you're still there. How are you doing, Gene? Yes,
5: um... Hi, Pastor. Is this Pastor?
1: This is, yep. How oh, are you hi, today?
5: i doing good evening. I have a, um, a question. Um, I was uh, born in Haiti and I came here, and um, I've been going to church for the past ten years. I was not mm-hmm. raised in a in a religious home where they told me that God and about Jesus and God. But as I watch TV, I watch Joel and I learn about Christianity, and I start going to church. And I have my, a question. Um, does um Satan know who's going to heaven and who's not going to
1: heaven? No, I don't think that he does. We don't see anything in the Bible that indicates uh you know that that he would know uh, who is is going uh, to heaven. I think I think he knows uh who belongs to the Lord and who's the the child of God. Um but Satan's not all-knowing. Uh so so God is the only one that, that's all knowing. So so Satan has a, a limited perspective as a fallen uh, angel, and I think that's something only that the Lord knows uh, of those that would go go to heaven. I think Satan can observe someone's life that is is clearly sold out for Jesus Christ, um, but the knowledge of, of you know exactly who all's going to heaven and who's not, I think, is something that only belongs to the Lord.
5: Because um I asked this question like it it's been a hard journey. Yeah. As a Christian. A very hard journey. I'm like something like I'm very confused, like is this why is Satan is all over me. No matter where I go, what I do. I I at work if I start talking about Christian everybody get mad. Like
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, there is a very real spiritual battle that you're describing, Gene, and though Satan may not know exactly who's going to heaven, I think Satan definitely knows who's a follower of Christ, Um, and he does mount his attack against uh, believers. Uh, And in James, uh, it tells us in chapter 4, it says, therefore submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Um, And so I want to encourage you to Continue to hold your ground, continue to love the Lord, follow the Lord, uh, continue to be in a a fellowship in a church that teaches the Word, put on the full armor of God, and Satan will resist you. And sometimes when we do have that spiritual attack, uh, it is a good indicator that we're in the right direction. Like, you're headed in the right direction, Jean, because the enemy is attacking you, and you know that you're making waves in that spiritual kingdom.
5: Yes. That is so true because I know as a citizen has to know something because he's all always up on my case, always, yeah. all over. I, Let me pray for I you, Gene. Try... Go ahead. Hmm? yeah, Go ahead. I Sorry tried... about that. It's hard to find good Christian though around me. I it's hard, mm-hmm. but I'm trying.
1: <laughs> yeah. Let me pray for you, Gene. Okay.
5: Okay. All right.
1: Father, thanks so much for Jean, and and thank you for your love for her. And we thank you for your word that tells us greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. And I do pray that you would strengthen Jean. And we claim your word that as we submit to you, that and resist the enemy, that the enemy will flee. And that you would guard her mind and her heart. And we thank you for the armor of God, the full armor of God. We pray for that helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the shield of faith, and the sword of the spirit, and that. Her feet are shod with the gospel. So we pray for your protection and for your peace. And I do pray you would bring her great Christian fellowship, that she could be encouraged by other believers. And we love you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you, Gene. Thanks so much for calling. You're listening to Calvary Live. The number is 303-690-3000. Let's go to line three to Terrell and Thornton. Terrell, welcome to the program.
8: Hi. Um, So, I guess I just have a question real quick. I went to uh, a church that I don't normally go to yesterday, and uh, basically, like, they're very, like, uh, they're trying to find as many people as possible, and uh, like they had, like, a fog machine, crazy band, they had... A bunch of stuff, and I was actually the entire time I was praying for like uh, so I, I won't be too critical because I'm I often like pretty critical about things, but uh, they like they played uh, Hannah Montana right after the service, and like a bunch of other bands, like they did play church music, but they also played a lot of stuff where it's like, well, that's not really good at all. And uh, like I talked to a couple of people there, and they uh were like, yeah, we basically just try to uh, get as many people as possible to come there. And I I just want to get another opinion on it and also just how, if it's not good, which I don't really think it is, how do I tell, talk to them about it? Because, like, I didn't want to just, like, cut them down all the entire night. And
1: it it was, like, a very
8: watery message. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I would be really careful to, you know, feel like you're going to go in there and and bring correction, um, you know, unless you have relationship, you know, in, in that deep relationship to be able to, to speak uh, into it and to always come in humility. You know, I, I know that there there's some churches that take this approach of, uh, you know, having secular music as a part of their, their service uh, to tie into the message or uh, to um, draw people in. And I think we always have to go to Scripture of what is what does God's Word say. And I, I think the test, uh, really, of the of the songs being played is Philippians 4:8. Um, and that's really my job in this show is to try to bring people back to uh, the Word of God. In, in Philippians 4, uh, verse 8, it tells us uh, to meditate upon things that are true, things that are no- noble, things that are just things that are pure, things that are lovely, things that are of good report. If there's any virtue, if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate uh, upon uh, these things. And, and so for me, it's not so much the label of if the song is secular or Christian, but does the song uh, glorify the Lord? And is it meditating upon those things that are good and of, of good report? and are are praiseworthy. Um, And I know for me in the pastor, the church that I pastor, I'm very, you know, convicted to, uh, of our worship songs uh, to be directed towards the Lord and glorifying uh, uh, to the Lord. Um, And then as we encounter other believers, we want to make sure that we have a very loving attitude. I think that some of these uh, churches that uh, uh, use secular songs, that they do have uh, pastors that love the Lord that are trying to serve the Lord, and though I wouldn't agree with their their method, I do know that they're brothers in Christ, and so I want to uh, fellowship with them in Christ and, and have it be something that we can discuss together in love.
8: Absolutely. <clears throat> I mean, so it, there was just a few songs that I really had issues with. like They were playing a few, like I said, like Cam Montana was probably one of the bigger ones, so I was like, that's not even glorifying the Lord at all. Like I listen to secular music, but I, I also check my music and go through it and to make sure it's not saying anything unbiblical or uh, that's just not godly in some way. Yeah. But um, then I'll just... Uh, I mean, whenever someone asked me what, how, how, what I th- thought of the service, I just told them interesting, and they're like, well, I always didn't like it. And it's like, I mean, I, it's not my cup of tea, but I didn't know what to, if I should have told them. Like, I don't really agree with the message or how this is happening, but uh, I just didn't know if I should have told them more so, or just uh, kind of like left it as it was.
1: I think the Holy Spirit will give you discernment in that, and if you have a relationship with them, you you could say, hey, well, this is how I see it, and, and this is why, um, and, and kind of discuss it with them, but then leave that decision up to them. Um, it, it is an interesting thing that we're seeing take place. Okay. Yeah. Well, can I pray uh, for you, Terrell, that God gives you wisdom as you navigate this? Absolutely. I
8: would love that. Yeah.
1: God, thanks so much for Terrell, and thank you for his heart, for the body of Christ. And Lord, as he is in relationship with these friends, Lord, I just pray you give him wisdom, and I I pray that he would have your love and have your truth, and really just pray that these conversations would bring about growth Just encourage him when to share and when to listen. So pray you bless his day, and we thank you for him in Jesus' name. Amen.
8: Amen. Thank you very much for everything you do. God bless you. Thanks for calling. Yeah, God bless. Bye.
1: Bye Bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live. It's great to be with you. The number here is 303-690-3000. We are just about out of time. It's been a blessing to be able to be with you. I'd encourage you as you head into the weekend to be in God's house, to be with uh, believers. We know that where two or three are gathered, God is in the midst. Our lives are busy and filled with lots of things. And so let's make a priority to worship the Lord. Thanks again for joining me. Hope that you were blessed and encouraged and grow in the knowledge of Christ. Hope you have a great weekend. God bless you. Bye-bye.